What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us right here on African Dialogue. Uh, You're listening to Channel Africa, where you are getting the African perspective itself. Thank you for joining us on our various platforms. On shortwave, we're on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa, and also on DSTV Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And you can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Santon will be the central hub where uh, the 10th brick summit will be taking place heads of state from brazil russia india and china and african states such as zambia egypt and rwanda expected to attend the meeting meanwhile economists say the summit will be an opportunity for south africa to establish its agenda in BRICS, as well as how to shape the bloc's focus to include a more african approach that's going to be one of uh, the issues that we highlight on the show today really questioning uh, south africa's uh, role in terms of of being uh, the gatekeeper into um, uh, BRICS's uh, inroad to uh, the African continent. Is that really fair? Is that really true? And we know um, this time around there's a lot of uh, civil society that's coming together as well, marching against uh, some of uh, uh, the uh, BRICS uh, uh, initiatives, memorandums, saying that uh, that some of uh, the uh, projects that are worked upon are not necessarily environmentally friendly and some of them have uh, working class anti uh, motives behind them uh, so we'll deal with those uh, major major questions that are asked by a lot of our uh, uh, participants in this particular uh, show today and also maybe you asking the same question around the BRICS uh, format. Well, to help us unpack uh, what's going to be happening uh, in these next few days, we joined on the line by Husiame Chwabi, who is the steering committee member of the Civil BRICS Forum. And also we've got um, Tandazo Lovuhlala, who is a program manager for governance, democracy and strategic alliance at Oxfam. And also we've got uh, what they're referring here as the Congolese BRICS critic. I'll get probably a better reference to follow Alona uh, during uh, the program. Uh, but let me start uh, with uh, you, Mtandazo, in terms of uh, this year's uh, BRICS gathering. It seems like uh, we keep coming back uh, to uh, the same issues and the same conversations uh, in every BRICS uh, gathering. We know that there's been a few developments in the past two years in the institutionalization of BRICS, the most glamorous being the establishment of the new development bank. Now we know it's centered in Santon, Johannesburg. Uh, another center for the bank will be established or is envisioned to be established in Brazil. I'm not quite sure if it's already been set in place yet. Uh, from your perspective, uh, I, I want to know, Mtandazo, where do you think uh, BRICS is uh, going in terms of cementing their economic ambitions. I know civil society is very weary of uh, some of the initiatives. Thank Mtandazo. you so much for... for sure. Yes, yes. Go, thank, go, thank go ahead, Mtandazo. Sure. Yes. Now, with, um, considering uh, what has uh, been transpiring 
within the BRICS formations, uh, the issue of uh, changes both in South Africa and Brazil in terms of political leadership. Uh, that has kind of brought some uh, dynamics uh, uh, to, the, to the formation. Uh, but more so, I mean, I think the approach from a South African perspective now seems to be more uh, economic interest uh, as compared maybe uh, to under the previous leadership of Jacob Zuma, where it was more to do with the uh, balancing of, of, of global politics and governance issues. Um, as we have seen uh, in terms of the reporting that uh, uh, Chinese, uh, the New Development Bank and the Chinese government have placed uh, billions of dollars um, uh, towards uh, uh, certain and specific infrastructural programs and energy programs in South Africa. As much as it is that maybe it may be a welcome um, uh, intervention, but we need to to ask ourselves critical questions whether that would benefit the ordinary person in rural areas. It would have been better if so, such investments are channeled towards uh, financing rural economies and boosting rural transformation, uh, reducing the cost of uh, procuring of energy and alternative um, uh, energy sources for that uh, matter, and, and reduction, ultimately reduction of household hunger. But it's, it's still not clear. Uh, to this stage. We do hope that uh, uh, the reflections, even though we still see that it's dominated by a, a business interest, uh, would indeed uh, advance the issue of an inclusive and a sustainable development agenda. Um, I mean, looking at the context of South Africa, where we have huge deficits in terms of even financing for, for higher education, uh, it would be of, of, of great interest if some of these deals which the presidents of Ramaphosa is securing were inclusive of investment in science and technology mm, mm, mm. so that we are then able to respond to the fourth industrial revolution. Sure. All right, let me move this uh, conversation to you, um, uh, Hosiami, uh, because uh, it's very interesting. It's a question we've been asking for a long time on this uh, program. Uh, as much as we've been discussing BRICS on our various uh, shows, it seems to come back to what Mtandas was saying, that we don't really feel uh, the work of BRICS countries actually reaching uh, the ordinary person on, on the ground, and that seems to still be something that keeps resembling and resounding in every gathering that we are sitting in for the, the BRICS uh, formation. Yeah, uh, thank you for the opportunity. In Chandos, how are you? Uh, I think we, yeah, we, we, have, we have had a, quite a few meetings throughout the country, you know, we had uh, provincial meetings where we thought before this meeting meet, we should have consulted broadly with our community. And I think it has come out from all the nine provinces that this process is for the elite and the ordinary people have got nothing to, to benefit. And in some meetings, people will say, you know, we should really try to to have a campaign to be anti-BRICS, but we have to tell our people that we need to see how we fit in within the bigger BRICS uh, discussions, and then we need to claim our space. And we had said we we need to lobby, you know, our 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 government in Jericho particularly to to make sure that the the BRICS uh, government, you know, get to 
allowed tech three. Tech three is a civil space. In other countries, they, they were not even allowed, you know, to have a process parallel to the meeting of federal states where civil organizations can engage with the process. So this, for us, has become it is an elite elite program, and many of our people have been have been, have been left out. And, and I think in in one of the recommendations that we sent to Derko, hoping that during their discussions, our recommendations will be part of the final statement of the BRICS countries meeting. So we feel this is more elite. It does not uh, look into you know bread and butter issues of of of, of our people. And now we were very much surprised when uh, funding, you know, made by the new uh, BRICS Bank to ESCOM. And now we find out that ESCOM mm-hmm. has lost billions of friends. Mm. Well, billions uh, of friends. Mm. And, yeah? Go, go ahead, Hosemi. Complete your yeah, I'm saying, and then thinking. The, the, the ESCOM has got billions of friends. And there are, there are ordinary people who might not even be accessing a, a product of, of, of ESCOM. You know, I'm staying around Soweto every night in Soweto. People are blocking streets because of uh, uh, supply of ESCOM. It's very irregular. You know, if you drive around Soweto in the morning, you will see that most parts of Soweto, they were blockaded overnight because people could not access, you know, uh, ESCOM services. Okay, we'll come back to that issue because I know it has been a problematic development for civil society, especially when it comes to ESCOM money management and the history that comes with that. Follow Alona, let me come to you. Um, what are your thoughts on Africa's um, you know, stance when it comes to BRICS? Do you think that South Africa has been a good leader in ensuring that uh, the other BRICS countries that are part of the formation are are actually uh, getting into uh, Africa in terms of investing into uh, the uh, the continent, or do you think it's still snail paced? No, uh, uh, unfortunately, South Africa is not qualified to, to speak on behalf of uh, Africa. Uh, South Africa is like it's promoting uh, sub imperialism. You see, South Africa is being used as a base. A base to go to to exclude Africa, you see. Mm. So it's like a, this a BRICS uh, bank, new development bank that they want to establish. It's, it's, it's not different to the, the the World Bank. It's not different to the International Monetary Fund. You see. So if South Africa. Why do you say it's not different? Uh, follow. Because they they are approach. They approach the way. What are their criteria? For, for financing projects. Once they want to rescue, let's say, uh, ESCOM and Transnet in South Africa, we, we, we all know that uh, these are very co- 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 corrupt institutions. We know that uh, yes, uh, ESCOM has been badly governed, badly managed. We know that uh, Transnet, they're just, they're just stealing money there. So you want to, 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 to give those people a credit so that the ordinary taxpayers in South Africa can, can pay back that loan. So it's just money, money laundering. See, it's the, the, the same with the, the World Bank. When they come to Africa, they give you a loan. They make sure that they, they send you the, 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 so, the so-called consultant, the expert. And it's like half the loan is going back to, to their country. They, you buy the equipment from them. When you want to finance big projects, 
you buy the equipment from, from them. So it's another 25% will goes back to them. At the end of the day, they give you out of 100% loan, it's like a 90% goes back to them. Only 10% goes to, to the project. So it's, 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 it's no different. Okay, because, okay we'll, we'll come back to that because I, I wanted us to open the realm in terms of civil society's criticism towards uh, the BRICS uh, uh, summit and the BRICS gathering. Tandas, I want to come back to you after the break, especially after that issue of transparency and integrity that a lot of people are asking. And a lot of observers have been questioning the integrity of China, why they've been so generous, especially after yesterday's announcement of China investing 14.6 billion dollars into uh, South Africa and uh, I want to ask another question isn't it important to have a BRICS for- formation especially after we seeing trends of Trump's uh, uh, a trade war that is going on currently internationally does BRIC have actually have a place to play in that particular uh, context but we'll deal with those questions after the break BRICS is an important global formation, with the member nations being Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa. This year, South Africa is privileged to host the 10th summit from Wednesday the 25th of July to Friday the 27th. The 2018 BRICS event seeks to focus on strategy for economic partnership towards the pursuit of inclusive growth and advancing the fourth industrial revolution. And Channel Africa will be there to bring you up-to-date news and live broadcasts from 1100 hours Central African time. And for up-to-date news and views on BRICS, you can get at hashtag BRICS. Channel Africa, bringing you the African Perspective. Well, today we're speaking to civil society, and I'm putting down my notes down so that tomorrow when we do broadcast live from uh, the Santon Convention Center uh, at the BRICS Summit, that I'll be posing these questions that are being brought forward today uh, by a civil society, which we're speaking today and giving them uh, the platform on the program. And uh, I've got Mtandazo Lovulalo who's just joining us uh, uh, program manager governance, democracy, and strategic alliance. Also joining us uh, is uh, uh, just to bounce back to Tandazo. He is from Oxfam, and uh, Hosiami Chwabi is uh, from the Civics Bricks Forum. He's the steering committee member there. We also have Fola Alona, who has been a Bricks uh, a critic and. Uh, I want to start with you, Mtandas, in terms of seeing the questions that are being brought forward, both by uh, Folo and Hussiam and yourself when you started the program, and a lot of people criticizing the transparency of the BRICS uh, um, formation in itself. Like yesterday, before I went on the break, we saw a major announcement of uh, China investing $14.7 billion into South Africa. A lot of observers have been questioning the integrity of the deal. Mainly the big question has been around why would China be so generous towards uh, South Africa? What are they getting out of the deal? Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, I think to, to start at uh, the... Uh, 
questions that are posed around the integrity and the existence of global platforms and forums like uh, BRICS. I think um, from an Oxfam perspective, I think we do believe that these global institutions such as BRICS have indeed the potential to deliver uh, significant public policy gains, um, uh, especially if it takes into consideration the needs and the aspirations of the peoples uh, which they represent or the peoples of the world. Uh, that uh, talking to the issues of sustainable development, but also reconfiguring um, uh, global politics, be it uh, challenging the hegemony of the top five uh, UN security uh, members. So I think uh, even though China and, and Russia are part of those, so it does kind of tilt the balance of power in global affairs. It's necessary uh, to venture and uh, exercise um, in its fullest term the issue of multilateralism. Uh, the deal that South Africa is securing with China and many other uh, so-called investors, I think um, we need not only to question China because mm. like any other investor, I guess it would be interested in profit, but what we should then question is at whose cost are those deals being secured? Um, the transparency around uh, the commitment to 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 ESCOM for that matter. Mm. We need to have transparency and accountability in terms of uh, the real cost behind the transaction, who stands to benefit uh, out of the transaction. I mean, just to give you statistics. Um, uh, Above, I mean, of the 10% poorest households in South Africa, uh, they spend over 40% of their income on electricity and food only. Uh, just imagine uh, the amount that is then left for investment into healthcare, education, and other household essential services if 40% is already depleted by these two basic necessities. Mm. So it then questions how these deals are structured because at the end of the day, you and I and you go mean someone else are going to pay for the deals. They are not grants. These are loans. Mm. Uh, these need to be made public for people to scrutinize mm. the cost of, of, of these loans. Um, and of course, other stakeholders that might have an interest. Uh, I think as civil society, as we have gone through the cycle of this the state capture, we need to understand who stands to benefit out of these transactions um, that are being uh, negotiated by public enterprises. Staying with you just a bit, Mtandazo, in terms of your ambitious uh, view of what uh, BRICS uh, should be accomplishing, um, do you think that you're attributing uh, some values to BRICS uh, irrelevantly to what maybe they're trying to do? Maybe they're trying to just create a bigger economic block instead of uh, trying to become uh, a socio-economic uh, solution? Um, the reality is that there is an issue that we all know, which is called the issue of national interest. Individual BRICS members, they have an interest to... Uh, the development agenda of their uh, individual countries. So South Africa, as well as a member of BRICS, uh, should pursue its, the, the question of its national uh, interest, its national agenda in BRICS, in G20. And if through the National Development Plan, 
the agenda is to reduce uh, higher levels of poverty, unemployment, and inequality. That should be at the at the centre of the ambition. Mm. Um, through a number of mechanisms. I think what we could do is to ensure that uh, um, there is, to an extent, adherence and respect for human rights and ensure that whatever projects that are being financed, they are safeguards for environmental protection, uh, for climate change, and community rights are protected. And, of course, my brother from Congo correctly put that... uh, uh, South Africa is not legitimate to represent Africa. I mean, it's a, it's a difficult one to track because, um, to my knowledge, the then chairperson of African Union, the Ethiopian president, uh, on behalf of the African Union, has sent a letter to the then president, Jacob Zuma, uh, endorsing South Africa's mm. aspirations to be in the BRICS, uh, assuming that it would also, to an extent, advance the African agenda. Uh, the agenda 2063. So to an extent, uh, there is legitimacy in its participation as it would participate in other forums, like other countries would mm. participate as well in other global institutions and forums. The, the challenge then becomes how does it not become a regional imperialist uh, as, a, as a nation, but also the private sector companies that are originating from South Africa, China, Brazil, they must mm. respect the laws and the policies of the host countries, be it in South Africa or in Malawi, they should be able to, to, to respect those. Yeah. But clearly, I, do you see South Africa having that imperialist, imperialistic ambition? It's a difficult one because in, in the discharge of uh, international relations and diplomacy, when you do provide public goods and services, um, there is inherent power that uh, you possess. What is important is what uh, Oliver Tambo said, that we seek to cooperate with our neighbors on conditions of mutual respect and equality. I think South Africa should be able to cooperate and work along as a, as a standard and as an African member on conditions of equality and mutual respect with the fellow member states. Yeah. Okay. Let me come to you, Hosiami, in terms of uh, your your thoughts around that, especially around issues of how you can actually make sure that there is a localization of some of the work that BRICS does. I can't get a grasp of it. You know, I feel like maybe most of you are correct in terms of the agreements and uh, the memorandums of understanding becoming very highbrow and elitist in the kind of projects that are being unpacked that they don't really reach the ordinary person on the street or maybe me and you don't and really know how they do that how do you think that can be fixed that particular problem making sure that BRICS programs are more localized you know uh, I think we can also and a, a, a very important question to say, which aspiration is, is, is a big time to, to advance? And, and, and remember, uh, that there was a, a, a court case around nuclear power plant where, you know, yes, society sure. felt mm-hmm. we, don't, we, we don't have resources yet. We have enough energy, you know, to sustain the country. And, and we were more suspicious in terms of how the government wanted to drive that effort. If you, you, you have aspirations of your citizens, that was the beginning start to say, can the government please you know, allow space 
for engagement around issues of a nuclear nuclear power plant. And we found that they, there was efforts within the government to, to push ahead. And let's go to ESCOM. Remember the Midupi power plant uh, got a loan from the World Bank. And there was a, 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 an issue raised by some, some Sotek organizations against the World Bank to go and review uh, that loan. And the, 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 the panel from the World Bank visited uh, Limpopo, and they found that the due process was not followed. Now the World Bank is trying to withdraw from that agreement with World Bank. Now again we have the new development bank giving loans to the very same ESCOM. So I'm saying if really we, we had a government that was more inclusive as they want to believe, they should have listened to what civil society saws around some of the projects and we could have you know, saved ourselves from the embarrassment. So I'm saying I can remember our, one of our core um, uh, recommendations is to open space for civil society organization within the formal processes of BRICS. And I think that's where we'll be given an opportunity to begin to scrutinize, begin to, uh, to, to give word of advice, and, and you know, sell, sell their ideas to the local people. So once that space is not opened up, that process will always remain suspicious to say, at whose aspirations is this uh, process you know, trying, trying to, to advance? And we, we have, again, the issue that was raised was that you know, the agreement between us and, and China, there's a concern to say we might see an import of skills from China at the expense of the skills of, of our local people. Yeah. We are saying if this negotiations do take place, you know, there should be a concern around are we going to uh, import millions of Chinese citizens into the country at the expense of our people. And when you, you raise this with Terco, who are supposed to be the custodian of this process, you feel that this process raises a lot of suspicions more than, more than answers. An issue of, of accountability. We, mm. the, 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 this process is not accountable to the people who supposed to be representing wherever they are. It's more of an elite process where people are, are accountable amongst themselves. And if you look at the leadership of BRICS, how many women have you seen leading the, 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 the BRICS processes? That there is none. So the, there's issue of gender you know, amongst the, the representation. There's youth issues, issue of, of, of youth amongst the, the leadership in the BRICS. So for, for us, where we are sitting, this process is far away from people who are supposed to be benefiting out of the process. There's one mama from Mpopo who said, if the new bank gives, gives loans, yeah, now from rural areas of Limpopo, how does she get to benefit out of the, the, bigger, the bigger loans that are given out? She will just see a project, you know, being erected where she stays. People will be moved out of their areas, of, the, of their places of, of stay. You know, the cemeteries will be removed. So this is more of double, double uh, civil rights abuse in terms of where we are coming from there. All right, so I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to come to you, follow. I want to know from you, I've just not really heard of a solution of how do you actually localize these uh, projects? How do you make sure that uh, any project that's been actually streamlined into a BRICS initiative actually is maximized to make sure that it creates 
maximum jobs. It actually makes sure that uh, the communities around those projects benefit. There's so many questions that we're still asking ourselves around uh, the BRICS uh, formation. But I'm coming to you for after this break. I'm an actress. I'm a motivational speaker. Born with albinism. Um, the nurse first asked my mother, is your husband white? My mother said, no, why are you asking me that question? When I grew up, there was no publication of person with albinism disappearing, mm. being stolen. You see, it was happening, but there was no exposure as it happening now. Hi, I'm Pule Mulebazi, the presenter of the Albinism Report a program that demystifies myths and mysticism on albinism, highlighting challenges and achievements of people with albinism. Tune into the Albinism Report on the following times, Monday, 5 past 9 in the morning to quarter to 10 Central African time, and from 5 past 10 to quarter to 11 Central African time, Tuesday at 5 past 2 in the morning to quarter to 3 Central African time. The Albinism Report. An enlightened narrative with me, Pule Mulebazi, on Channel Africa from an African perspective. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. Uh, Thank you for being with me, Benjamin Mushatam. I didn't mention before we started the program that I want to thank Kumbelo uh, for standing in for me in the past uh, few days that I haven't been around. But uh, today uh, we're looking at uh, the BRICS Summit. Actually, tomorrow we'll be broadcasting there live and also on Friday, asking the questions that our guests are asking us today because they come from civil society and asking questions that probably me and you are asking as ordinary people of, how are we benefiting from this BRICS talk? We know that uh, Brazil, we know that Russia, we know India and China and South Africa have this economic ambition together, making these deals. But how are me and you benefiting? That's the question that uh, BRICS is starting to actually uh, bring forth into our own imagination as we're trying to see what are the real results of the formation. And if you're just joining us now, just about to wrap up, we've got uh, follow Alona, who is a critic of the BRICS and we also have Hosiami Chwabi who is uh, the steering committee member from the Civil BRICS Forum and Tandazo Lovu Shala who is joining us from Oxford. Follow, how do we make this uh, BRICS thing actually mean something to you and me? How do we make sure it becomes more visual for the ordinary African? Because even the Transparency has been questioned, has also been brought forward to this particular program in itself. And also the issue is we don't know how these memorandum of understandings and these projects that are being initiated are actually going to unfold in the future. Yes, uh, I would like to to, 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 to point that uh, I I can't hear to to, to, to Tandazo. So I, I, I might repeat the thing that you've been saying. Sure. So okay, ju- I, just I just go ahead. Or you might just say something completely different. Yes. Uh, I think your, your, your question is misdirected. Because as you, you introduced me, I, I'm, 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 I'm the critic for Fabrics, which means that uh, for me it was a wrong decision for South Africa to, to, to join BRICS. Mm. As you know, in, in, in 2010, 2010, it was just a brick. They didn't put S. Mm. 
it was just a, a Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Mm. So initially, they, they had their own agenda, they had their, their own plan. So they, 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 they realized that they, 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 they can't get into Africa without a, a, a partner. So they just annex South Africa so that they, they must use South Africa for, 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 for their own interest. You see, South Africa is just has, has looked at, at the wrong direction. See, with uh, uh, President Mandela, President Mandela, they, 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 they came out with the idea of SADC. So it's like uh, to, to, to look within, to have a regional uh, block in Africa that we must organize ourselves. See, so if we look at the uh, but uh, if we, but we, follow clearly, you also yes. need um, a multi um, kind of purposed um, international, um, you know, format to work on. You can't just work intra your own countries. I'm sure you have to also collaborate outside with other um, Western countries or countries of the north. Yes, for me, we, we were supposed to. They said. The charities started at home. We're supposed to, to consolidate SADC. I'll give you an example. It's an example of Congo. You know, Congo has got the, 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 long, the longest and the biggest river in Africa. The Congo has got the project of Inga. At, at Inga, you can, uh, you can produce electricity at a very, very low, low cost. And that electricity can supply the entire Africa, including the rural, rural areas in South Africa. You see, the people are suffering in South Africa because of uh, electricity, because of energy. As you know, you, you can't produce anything without uh, energy. Mm. You see, so if uh, South Africa could start to, to, to make sure that we had energy from Congo, which could supply the entire region, we can produce our, our, our own stuff. This Brazil, this China, they just want a, a, a market. They just want to sell their product here in, in, in Africa. Which is going to to, to to destroy our jobs, you see. So my it's like Brazil. Brazil has has produced so much during Lula da Silva. So they are sending their their rotten chicken and meat to Africa. We are eating rot rotten stuff while we can produce the the food here. Like China, you just go to the Johannesburg uh, fresh produce market. They call it Johannesburg fresh produce market, but that's go there. You find rice from China, mm. you find peanuts from China, you find the beans from China. Mm. You see? Mm. So mm. I, I think if we we, we, we really want to, we, we care for our children, we could care for our future, we're supposed to look, to look inward, mm. not outward. We, okay. could, uh, we could collaborate with Brit without S, Brit. Mm. We could collaborate with uh, World Bank, with uh, International monetary fund as an equal partner. Because if we, we, we get there, it means we will, we will, we will have played their own song. We mm. will have dance at their tune. So we are, we are actually betraying our own people. We are becoming threatened. We are becoming sell-out. All right. Tandazo, is it that simple? Or are we not exaggerating by saying that China is another a colonial power uh, trying to take over uh, the continent economically and in terms of business. Don't we ha- have that kind of viewpoint that maybe China wants to also see the benefit of the continent? Yeah. Thanks, Benjamin. Uh, well, I guess, uh, first and foremost, 
China is advancing its own Chinese national interest. Uh, it's advancing mm. the interest that responds positively to its uh, developmental agenda. Uh, but I do believe that as a member of the United Nations, G77, plus, I think it, uh, it does, uh, to an extent, have an intention of goodwill, uh, because if it doesn't advance the interest uh, where they may be able to tap uh, uh, markets from, I don't think they'll then be able to also um, secure economic prosperity. So to an extent, um, they, they do want to partner with Africa. The challenge uh, lies with us as Africans to be able to build our capacity to negotiate and bargain for good mm. and progressive developmental deals. Mm. Uh, it is not enough uh, to point fingers in mm. other mm. direction. Mm. Through our multilateral and regional uh, trading blocks and political mm. blocks, we should be able to uh, bargain whether my fellow is makes, makes reference to the INGA mm. or the Lesotho water project mm. to draw uh, whether it's hydropower that so. benefits our own domestic industry. So it's, it's that which we continuously have to uh, reflect and challenge China, not only China but Russia. Mm. So is India. Mm. India at a domestic level, they have a bad record of uh, human rights human rights the caste mm. system. Mm. They also go out into the world for their own Indian national interest. Mm. So in South Africa, in BRICS and in G20, as we have seen the president advancing the agenda of securing $100 billion investments, so he's advancing as African national interest. So it's an issue of how do we as communities, mm. citizens from Africa unite and advance uh, and push that BRICS and other formations advance the new politics of poor, poor developmental agenda mm. that ensures that the investments that boost and resuscitate rural economies, well, we where ha- there are investments on, on environmental mm. friendly infrastructure. Well, we have to leave it there. I'm going to use this uh, program as a template to ask these questions uh, tomorrow as we will be at the Santin Convention Center broadcasting live in this program uh, looking at uh, these particular issues. But thank you to our guests. Thank you to Mtandazo Jovu Hlala, who's joining us from Oxfam, Hosiami Chwabi from the Civil Bricks Forum, and Folo Alona, who is an independent critic of Bricks. I just wanted to know, James, maybe I should ask ask you, Hosiam, in terms of the plans of uh, the march. Are you also part of Break the Bricks uh, Coalition? Uh, What are the plans for the rest of the week uh, when it comes to uh, the marches that that group uh, aims uh, to uh, uh, put forward to um, uh, the the Bricks Summit? Uh, Unfortunately, we we are not part of the the march, but I think the concerns that are raised by people who be marching mm. are more of what you believe in, I think, and we support that much. All right, fantastic. Uh, yesterday, we, have, uh. we yeah, yeah. All right, I have to wrap yes, it I up. Think yesterday, we... I have to wrap it up, James. Okay. I just then wanted to I'm, check I'm if... Thanks, thanks. All right, yes, let, let, I'm part of the march. All right. Oh, follow you part of the march. Can you give us the yes, plans of the, of the yes, rest yes, of yes. the march? What's going to be happening there? 
it's like when I'm I'm talking to you, you I'm here to the okay. medical department. We just got an official letter mm. to confirm that the the, the, the match is legal. Mm. So tomorrow we will be uh, assembling for, for from, from 11 o'clock. Okay. Uh, so and then we we have uh, the uh, uh, bricks. Uh, they are going to send the to, 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 to Trevor Manuel, mm. the Minister Trevor Manuel, to, to receive our memorandum. So we are asking the the, the, the the public to come to join us sure. so that uh, they, 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 they can hear our, our voices. Yeah. Okay, follow. We'll stay in touch with you as Channel Africa to see how you guys are engaging with uh, the BRICS Summit as a civil society. 